Good evening, everybody, and welcome to your Friday night edition of Fools Rush In. Uh, I've kind of kept our social channel quiet for this week, um, just letting the dust settle on everything that seems to have happened over the past four or five days, um, allowing everyone to sort of voice their opinions, and then it gives us the chance to have our say tonight, and I'm delighted that I've got three of your favourite fools waiting to join me in the lobby uh, to discuss everything from on the pitch to on the screen to on the way out of the club. Uh, but before all that, let's roll those ever popular titles. It's a very fresh panel we've got tonight. Let's start uh, with our first uh, entrant to the show, uh, fresh from his evening run. Good evening, Rich. Good evening, Fifey. How are we? Very well, thank you. Part of yourself? Yes, all good, thank you. All good, all refreshed. Good. Uh, uh, it's still a little bit tired. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. But uh, hopefully we will uh, engage you, we will entertain you, and you likewise will engage and entertain everyone watching and listening along with your opinions on everything STFC related tonight. That's always the plan, mate. That is always the plan. Always the plan. Well, if we've got Rich fresh from his run, then let's introduce a man who is fresh from appearing on Absolute Football Pod last night. Evening, Nick. <laughs> yeah, evening, Fifey. Temporary transfer for a night. So, uh, certainly not temporary, mate. You're there every week. These no, days. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How are you oh, enjoying good. it? It is. Yeah, it's very different. Very enjoyable. Obviously, look at all the different uh, leagues across the uh, divisions. So good mix of people, good laugh. Yeah, enjoy it. Good, good. And do you know what? Let's give you a, let's give you 30 seconds. Really plug it for people when it's on, where they can find it. Uh, we do the Thursday night, 8.30, looking primarily at Championship, League One, League Two and National League. I usually pick out a game or two each to discuss. So I uh, have to do a bit of homework. That don't go down so well, but, you know, <laughs> a bit of research. And then obviously wow. talk about our own clubs. So that's a pleasure at the moment for me. And uh, actually last night, I think everybody who was on, uh, none of their teams lost. So it was a very joyful evening. So it's, it's all good. 
can't ask for much more, can you, mate? Can't ask for much more. No, nope, I have to say, I, uh, I switched on for a little bit and you were laughing away. So if I can't make you laugh the way Shah and the group can, at least I don't make you do the homework that they make you do. Well, mate. that's that, that's true. It's quite a high bar to meet, though, Fifey. So, you know, you got to go some. Uh, evening to Malcolm Thomas, uh, M, Mike, and Sean, all of whom have messaged into live chat. I say it every week, but of course, uh, Twitter notifications are open if you'd like to join the discussion on, on sorry, on X. And uh, of course, live chat is available via Facebook Live and YouTube. Mike, evening, sir. Three of our favorite fools, Joe Archer, Joe S, and one show. Uh, Joe Acklam, for, for the for the those who've gone right back into FRI history to when we were just called STFC Fan Chat, you might find that uh, that that is actually factually correct as well. Uh, but no, there are no Joes uh, this evening. Uh, all Joes are welcome if they'd like to, but there are currently no Joes scheduled. So we've got fresh from a run, fresh from appearing on another podcast. How about we have our last fall, who is fresh from belting out the theme tune in the lobby. Good evening, Ben. <laughs> evening, Fifey. How are we today, lads? Very, okay. Very well, thank you, yourself. Yes, marvellous. Do you know what? That that we, we say every time we're on, but the, those opening credits, you know, they should release that. That's probably quite good, that. I do like it. I sing along every time. I do bow out. I love it. You do. It's a, it's a joy to behold. Uh, guys, I was saying off camera that I've fallen for the Don't Judge a Book by its cover, uh, I was in Asda and I saw the famous sort of burgundy label and decided to get myself a Dr. Pepper. Didn't notice until I got home. It was the white label nonsense with zero sugar. So uh, forgive me if I'm flagging, but fear not, because I've also got the heavy stuff ready as well uh, to get oh. me through. <laughs> I am uh, evening, Joe. Uh, there is one Joe at least live in hey, the chat. Um, yeah, but fight five if you've got the fried Mars bar to go with it. I haven't got the fried oh. Mars bar, namely because I don't know anyone under the age of 72 who owns a deep fat fryer. I do have Mars bars in the house, but no uh, no deep fat fryer. Yeah. Um, my next door neighbor does own a chippy, but unfortunately I'm presenting live, so I can't run and ask him to do oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> Wifey, I was going to say just to uh, Mike Dixon's comment uh, in regards to one show, Joe Acklam. Unfortunately, one show's already been taken, so we can't really have that name on some trademark. That's trademark. That's trademark for for Gary. So yeah, one show there. <laughs> Sorry, as, Mike. As is customary, we have a food best based opening question for you before we get into the the proper topics. Uh, and this week, I've decided to cover. Two major topics that the FRI panel love, talking food and taking the piss out of each other. So today, what I would like to know, and from everyone in the, uh, in the chat as well, um, I would like you to describe any member of the regular FRI panel as a piece of food and why you are describing them as such. Um, ben, as our resident, no! with the exception of me, as our resident food expert, the man who brought... Packet rice and ketchup to the masses. Please describe a fellow member of FRI as a piece of food and why. Come on, you've got to give us at least a couple of minutes to think of. You don't get any through the time on this show. You know this. I know. It's so hard. You go to me first. Stop right, let me think. Go on with it. I think I would go for... I mean, 
God, no, I can't. Oh, can I get back to me in a second? I need to think. Oh, wow, you're such it's a cop out, but I do need to think. I'm trying to go through everyone. I'll, I'll give you one for five. Go on then, Nick. Show Ben how it's done. I've I've got one for Rich. Okay. And it's strawberries and cream with a with a glass of champagne. And there is a little connection to that, which if he thinks about it, he'll know what it is. And it's, no, no, uh, everyone wants to know why you're describing rich as strawberries and cream in a glass of champagne. Because there's a little oh. Wimbledon connection there and there's a little story behind Wimbledon. it. So uh, it's all no about is. Wimbledon. Let me show you how no to is. do it properly. Joe, straight in there, no messing about. Fillet steak, Nick, refined, needs tender, loving care <laughs> and a housewife's favourite. Oh, uh, bless Garth, you, Joe. Garth, <laughs> about. Rich would be caviar. Uh, rich, have you got one? Yeah, I got one for Ben. Um, rice and ketchup. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> that's pretty much great, isn't it? Yeah, rice and ketchup. That's you know, that's what I'm known for. People go, hey, rice and ketchup. Goes, yeah, thanks. No one quite knows why, but once tried, loved, I'm presuming, Rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah look, don't mock it until you've tried it. Honestly, by smashing rice, microwave it up, oh, ketchup, no, mix no, it in. No, no, sorry. Can't do it. Does the job. Do Does the job. Yeah. Kieran likes it. He's well, kind of yeah. like if, if Kieran is the standard, as much as I love Kieran, if Kieran is the standard <laughs> yeah, you're basing this on, then I That's might a just very do... low bar. <laughs> I think quality pass. diet. Ben, quality have diet. You, you know what? No. <laughs> too busy answering um, else's. Hmm. You're too busy answering everyone else's. I'm too busy listening to everyone else's, isn't that? And I'm trying to think of one that's actually quite nice and funny, but everything I think of is a bit corny and crap. Um, that's what so, we do, Ben. Yeah, I know, I know. I was just thinking, like, Joe, what can I think of Joe? And first thing I think of Joe is a nice big steak because it's fucking... Nice. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I can't think of one. I'm really sorry. My mind's gone blank. <laughs> Mark, evening, Mark. Five years beef Wellington looks impressive on the outside, but is even nicer on the inside. Oh, he has a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark, you flirt, you. Thank you very much. You make a, you make a young man very happy with words like that. Uh, ben, you are, however, a letdown uh, because I am massive letdown. Everyone I'll else. If halfway through, I think one, I'm just going to blurt it out. Okay, well, just so you know, uh, other people <laughs> are doing your job for you. Uh, Joe's saying, Rich is Victoria's sponge, sweet and great for hangovers. Oof, I um, do love a good fix, uh, Vicky sponge. I do love that. Vicky sponge is a long and, way. Uh, Thomas, yeah. Ben would be a sweet chilli sauce. Looks like he could be sweet, but has a kick of spice that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Cheers, and, mate. Uh, Yes, yeah, Sean, we're, we're happy to push the boundaries, but I am not flashing that comment up, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, I'll get oh, Fifey, that's, that's a good shout. There's nothing wrong with... Uh, no, uh, no, a, no, a good, no. I've never we, eaten them. Don't think I've ever eaten them. They are fucking rancid. They Absolutely are lovely, man. Rancid. Lovely. I mean, I don't eat... Yeah, I'm not a fan of vegetables. <laughs> you know what? Is, um, they, are, they are the favourite of people who have them all-day breakfasts in a tin. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I used to eat them in university. They were luck at the time. Oh, fuck off, Ben. <laughs> I did. Don't you need. 
Ben is McDonald's, pure satisfaction and fucking everywhere. Oh. <laughs> PCM is like crime drink, number one but rarely seen. Oh, <laughs> nice one. That's very clever. Oh, dear me. And thank you very much, Shah, who, uh, as always, is retweeting our, our live stream out to her many, many followers. Absolutely, Uh Joe saying that Ben is that extra chicken nugget in a bag of twenty-four, priceless. Oh, that's quite Hello. a good one. I think that. Uh, well, keep yeah. flooding them in, and I'll flash them up throughout the episode. Hopefully, at some point in the next hour and a half to two hours, Ben will actually think of one to to, <laughs> part, to take part. Um, in the meantime, should we talk football, boys? Yes. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let, let's start with matters on the pitch, and uh, after a couple of games at home, we're on our travels again this weekend. Um, are we early doors? Let's let's not get into the predictions yet, but just I imagine with the unbeaten run continuing for now, we're, we're all going into this with a fair bit of confidence, uh, Ben. Yeah, I don't see any reason why not. I think we're uh, we're in good form at the moment. Three clean sheets and four, and we're scoring goals. Um, I, you know, uh, the injuries are clearing up. Um, I think we've only got two out at the minute, um, which is Divine, who's permanently out, and um, uh, an ever-improving um, Clayton. So there's no reason why we can't go with a bags full of confidence and hopefully push on for them three points. Absolutely. Uh, Rich, confident? Yeah, I think we've got to be relatively confident going into every game at the moment. I mean, it, there's no reason as to why not. Um, I mean, I know Doncaster was a little bit, at the start of the month, was obviously a little bit of a, one of those games. And I, even then, I was quite confident going into that one. Um, mm -hmm. And you can't help not be confident. I mean, we're unbeaten all this season. OK, Morecambe are unbeaten at home, but we're unbeaten home and away. So yeah. and we've got a game in hand. So why why should we not be confident? Um, I I just think you know if we're going into the uh, into the every game with the same mentality, uh, because obviously we know at the moment uh, everything off pitch is sort of up in the air. Like the most you can do is to actually go out on that pitch and really you know give yourself one hundred and ten percent every game. And at the moment, um. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Rich. I'm not laughing at you. So I've just sorry. flashed this comment up on the screen from Danny. Yeah. And instead of doing the traditional love heart symbol that people do, <laughs> Nick's just done this weird sort of... My fingers got mixed up. Love you, Danny. Let's <laughs> uh... get the goggles out. Love you, Danny. <laughs> Carry on, mate. Sorry. No, sorry, no, it's all right. I was, I was getting to the end anyway, but yeah, it's yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think we should be going into game, even if, say, we did lose the game yesterday, you know, we, we should still be going in confident because I have no, I have no doubt that we're going to put in a good performance either way. Um, I believe Sean is correct here, Nick. He's he's commented in, did I hear Morecambe's top scorer is suspended? I, I believe that's true, and that's another reason we should be going confident, isn't it? Yeah, we should be, but if if you look at our, the league table, um, and I know everybody says the league table doesn't lie, but uh, at the moment, they're lying down in 16th. Yet, Sorry? It's early doors, yeah. Don't look yeah, at it. No, no but it's, 
Um, they're on 10 points. They win that game in hand. Like us, they've got a game in hand and that puts them in the playoff positions. So, you know, they're, I think they're a decent side. And obviously, as Rich said, they've unbeaten at home and they've lost all, all their away games. So Are you obviously, suggesting it's gonna... that in Woody's absence, we can use the term false position? Absolutely. Why not? He's not here to get upset. He's not so here to good. get upset. <laughs> I would yeah. say Morecambe are gelling pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it will it will be a tough game. Um, but as we've said, I think this league is so even. To me, it's, it's more even than a lot of people um, say. And I think uh, any team in any position, you, you know, is going to be a really hard one and you could easily get beat so um i mean i listened to flynn today and, and obviously he, he talks a talk and at the moment he's delivering um he knows what's needed um we need a to me we need a good fast start we don't need to allow them to settle um they're obviously confident at home it's quite a compact ground and but i think we've got enough quality with the 11 that will start the game on the pitch uh, to get the three points there no, absolutely, and it's a great point. Let's uh, let's talk about ourselves uh, then. And obviously, the most attention is on the attacking end of the pitch. Um, <clears throat> it was a it was a quieter affair last time out, Ben, than, than recent games. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. We still had the ball in the net. Um, Young had one of his quieter games, but other people stepped up in his absence. Are you you confident that the uh, that the goals are going to keep flowing? Yeah, and may I just start before I saying that Nick is like a box of milk tray because the ladies love him. Hey. <laughs> right, okay. Now we can go. Um, yeah, no, actually, I think you put it quite well, Fifey, because before the game, you said, I want Swindon in town to win a 1 0 game where it's a bit scrappy. <laughs> I want us to do a performance where. It's not, um, you know, where we're not at our best and it's not a basketball game. Yeah. And it pretty much was that because we played a game of football that um, they came with a game plan. They came to spoil. They came to dull the game down. They came to frustrate. It was a bit, meh. even though we played OK, it was, um, I, I, we looked like there was only one team that was going to win the game. And um, I think we did quite well. We easily could have scored more goals. Um, but we've we done winning a different way. We, we've done it where our midfielders, because Young was quiet, Austin was our, one of the better players, but reasonably quiet. Kemp did very little. But our best players were McEachran and the three defenders. So um, and they stood out. There after the way we spoke about him as well. Yeah. So um, I, 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 that pleases me. And I think that win, Flynn was more pleased with that win than he was with all the others because we won a traditional game of football, League Two game of football. And if we can master that as well, and we can get on top of these teams because we're going to have a lot of teams coming to the county ground just sitting in on us. A lot of teams. Mm -hmm. If we can get on top of that, then teams won't know where to stick or twist against us, where they come at us or where they just defend against us because we're scoring and beating them either way. So, yes, it was a really, really, really good, confident win. And it's a victory that we kind of needed. So, yes, very pleased. Um, leading into one of the points made at the beginning of that, Rich, and it's kind of dialing away from Morecambe momentarily. 
Um, but we're now going into the period where it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Um, now, we've spoken about squad depth. We've spoken about the transfer window. We've spoken about no free agents in yet. It doesn't sound to me, uh, looking at the quotes from Flynn today and listening to, to Clem the other night, it doesn't look like anything's imminent. How far can this group go in its current size and stature, do you think? It's always difficult, especially when you've got a very minimum sort of squad as well. Um, I, we haven't really got, well, certainly in defence, we haven't got um, two in every position. Like, And I, th- I think that's going to be the quite difficult one. And even when you do have two players in each position, that doesn't always guarantee you. It just depends on how injury prone the player is or what injuries that player picks up in the game. And I think in in terms of the whole Saturday and Tuesday sort of dilemma, we've seen it in the past. I mean, every single season we come into that sticky position, uh, sticky part of the season, and um, we seem to just pick up so many injuries. So far this season, um, we've managed, I think Flynn has managed his team incredibly well uh, in terms to, you know, not risk players. Um, for certain games, and um, I think I think he's going to start doing that. I think now I think he's going to start potentially rotating the the team around because I think th- I think he needs to in in order to you know get he players that fresh area. as well. Yeah, and I, I think so. And I think every single player is more than capable in that uh, in the team. Like uh, if say for example you're going to rest like Hutton for example I mean Genesini coming in I have no issues with that I think he's uh, he's proved in a couple of games earlier on in the season Forest Green and I think it was Peter Brady played Um, and he he put in some solid performances so um, you know and it's the same with all the other players as well I think what we're doing with Rush and Hepper Murphy at the moment is I think he's managing that perfectly do not you know don't don't stress it out at all uh you know we know he's very injury prone we know he's he's just been stuck with so many injuries at the moment and we've we've got to manage him and i think flynn's doing a a fantastic job at the moment uh you know bringing him on as an impact sub and he's having an impact every game the last two home games that he's just come on as a sub and he scored two goals so Mm -hmm. you know that's the perfect thing that we're doing and you know i i'm very i'm very happy with the way that it's and i'm not really too concerned it's when we get into that period our team's going to start going at us because they know we're vulnerable and that's some things you just can't you you can't do anything about it so it's 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 very difficult but i believe flynn will be i i believe flynn will hopefully be able to get it and hopefully we'll have our two players that are injured at the moment hopefully we'll have them back very soon yeah yeah of course um with those comments in mind nick are you expecting much in the way of changes to our usual starting 11 um probably not too much for the next couple of games um because again if we can kick on and get max points on those that keeps us in a good position but there, there will be changes next month obviously we play bradford so yeah. um, Young's not going to play in that. And then so, we play Mil- MK yeah. Dons so at the end of the month as well. 
Yeah, mm. that's right. So um, whether he changes it before, because we, we've got Notts County on the Tuesday, yeah. um, whether he brings Hepburn Murphy in there to, to give him a game and then and then he's fully, you know, match fit for Bradford. Then we've got Reading in the EFL trophy. Um, don't know what's going on with them winning 9-0 the other night. So, and 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 it was a totally changed team as well. So, uh, all their youngsters, apparently. So, that's going to be... Uh, Who did uh, they play? Uh, yeah, they played Exeter. I, I thought it was their Exeter. No, it was, oh, it was all fully, fully changed side. Was so, it? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, different. Oh, all and, right, uh, fair enough. Yeah, he said he I brought really all the, all the youngsters in. He said he's got a real good squad of youngsters there. So, yeah, so we got we got some tough games next month. So I think there will be changes. Um, Kane came in the other day and, and, and did a decent job. Um, Shay's been coming on doing a decent job. Um, left wing back. So we have got options, and you know whether Clayton's going to be fit enough. Um, the, the, the one question I got. Obviously, um, FBT's one booking away from a suspension. If he is it only league games, or if he got booked against Bradford, would he miss the Reading game? And or does no, it work be like that? no, no, he can't. He can't sacrifice himself for no. If he, if JPT is don't say entity itself. Yeah, yeah, because I think so, I think the I think the. EFL trophy has got its own restrictions because you can only change a certain amount of players, can't you? Mm. I believe from the well, yeah, in theory, otherwise you get fined or something, don't you? Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, fines are fine. Yeah, we're good at that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there is a cutoff at some point. That I, I don't know what point of the season it is, but there is a game where the five turns to ten. He's just yeah. got to go like six or seven or eight games before. He's going to get suspended sooner or later because I can't even going ten games without a booking. Let's just hope it's after October. Yeah, that would be good. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think we're we're going to be okay. So it's all good. Okay. Um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Um, looking at the game itself tomorrow, then um, it, it, it's a it seems an obvious question to ask, but. When you consider the form of, of all the players and every week we seem to be highlighting someone different, it's not just the two or three that everyone expects, uh, Rich. Who are you expecting to be the the key cog this week? Are you expecting maybe a reaction from Young or are you expecting McEachran still to continue to, to rise to the occasion? Nah, listen, look, I think in terms of Young, I think we've still got a manager's expectations. You know, I think... We can't expect him to. We 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 just can't do it. We can't expect him to be going in and scoring two, three goals every game. I know he didn't score any last week, um, you know. But and I don't want to use the words that Mark Hughes uses because I don't believe it. But at the same time, though, Young has got the confidence at the moment. And you know, as long as he's helping the team, he's not there just to score goals. I mean, of course not. We, we we weren't we weren't even sure like we were all like alone from Bradford Jordan Young like really are, are we sure about this like and obviously he's come in with full power and um, started scoring a shitload of goals so um, you know I, I think it, it doesn't matter who's scoring the goals because I think all of them there they seem to be a very tight knit group 
And, you know, I, th I think, you know, they're all there to help and chip in goals. And we've seen that all season. Obviously, we've seen um, th three games that where we've scored, uh, sorry, two games that we've scored five goals and a game that we've scored six goals. So, you know, everything, everyone's there to, you know, chip in and all that kind of stuff. And I think as long, I, I didn't think he had a bad game last week. And in fact, in fact, actually, I thought he was massively influential uh, for the second goal with Hepburn Murphy. He held the defender he off, and the ball yeah. literally rolled straight to Hepburn Murphy, and he and he scored the goal. So you know, as long as he's helping in situations like that, it's what I've been saying about Charlie Austin all season. I don't care if he's not scoring the goals, as long as he's there to help yeah. and you know chip in when he can. I've got no issues with that, and as long as we're winning, I don't care. I don't think. Obviously, Dan Kemp and Jake Young have been the two players that have really stood out so far this season. That's fair enough. But I think every single player in that team has got a role to play. And I think every single one of them could be a potential star by the end of the season. And, Absolutely. you know, yeah. And uh, yeah, obviously, there's going to be players out there that's going to be like, yeah, I want to be the main man. But I think really... They're in it. I, I think they're tight knit. I think they've got a good gaffer behind them. And I think, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't um, think there needs to be a standout player. Nick, Rich referred to chipping in there. Um, and it's fair to say um, players are. It's it's not just the Young show. It's not just the Kemp show. Uh, obviously, Austin got on the score sheet again as well. And he's been widely talked about. We've seen FBT score. We've seen Doak score as well. We, we talk about the quality in the midfield um, and sort of the supporting role behind Kemp. It's, it's generally McEachran, um and uh, and Sadu Khan. Do you think there's there's a a need maybe for them to be a bit more involved and in, and in chipping in as well? Well, it depends what you mean by chipping in. Um, we just talking... just in terms of goal tallies. No, not not really. Um, Khan. To me, he's, he's pivotal to the way we play, and 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 if he keeps doing that 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 holding role in in a bit of protection and 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 cover for the more creative midfield players, that's you know that's a very important part of the team. Um, so and if the centre out, you know, the centre backs um, can score a few more. That's always useful. We yep. haven't had that for quite a few seasons, where we've had nobody scoring from uh, from that position. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I mean, Flynn's already said it. He said he don't care who scores, as, as long as we win the game. And if we can spread the goals around, great. But you know, if it's um, Kemp, Young, in Austin, no chipping in, in the main goal scorers, fine, no, no, no problem with that. As they say, I don't, I don't care who scores, as long as we get the three points. But it, yes, it would be good. The more players it do, it, it makes it easier for the team. Um, but yeah, there's no no real concerns there. So it's uh, it's we've got good options. Uh, Garth saying here um, that Khan hit a rocket last week. I think he's got a few goals in him. It's nice we've got goals yeah. all over the team. Yeah. Um, ben, I, I wasn't avoiding you, but there was a particular question I wanted to send your way, because if ever there was anyone to use superlatives to their absolute epitome, it's you. Um, I'm just scrolling back to find the comment from Mark, which highlighted this point. Um, here it is. 
he said, forget our forward line for the moment. The consistency of the back three has been key. And Dokes mm. is quite possibly one of the most exciting players we've signed defensively in a long, long while. So go on, have, have, a, have a minute or two to wax lyrical. <laughs> About Dokes. Um, yeah, well, um, I, I agree with Mark totally. I think the big advantage of Dokes is he's so young that he can only get better. He's a fantastic carrier of the ball and he's got all the attributes to become a top, top player. And eventually he will leave Swindon Town and he'll leave Swindon Town to a good club and he'll go on to have a great career in the EFL. Um, yeah, I think we've got ourselves a little gem and I, I totally agree with Mark. I think he's got he's got everything really um, that he needs to be. He could quite easily slot in and pull right wing back if he wanted to. He's so comfortable on the ball. Um, yeah, he can do all the defensive duties. So again, I, he's the best signing that we've had. That's a permanent deal this this summer. Mm. By a long way. Um, so yeah, um, totally agree with Mark. One hundred percent. It's not often I do, but this one I do. Jokes <laughs> is jokes. <laughs> jokes is jokes. Um, Rich, I asked you earlier about the depth of the squad. Um, on a similar sort of train of thought, I'm just looking at the comments and and our good friend Sade is being mentioned a few times. Um, despite what we might think about numbers, it is very apparent and we've said the same. Uh, Flynn and the team are clearly working very hard with the players. We're seeing improvements in, in a number, including the man who... As, as our streams go, was probably as widely criticised as anybody last year. I mean, I stuck my hands up for, over the course of this season, said Brewitt has come on leaps and bounds, and, and I'm happy to say that I was wrong. And I think we, we're almost mm. reaching a point, apart from this very, very true comment from Sam Traub that says, still can't land a somersault, despite a bit more practice. Um, he, he's showing signs that he could be an influential player, even if it is a, a sort of support role from the bench. Yeah, I think the last bit that you said there, support from the bench. I've not seen enough of him this season to say that he's going to be a starter. And even going back to last season, when he started games, he was just no. Nah, I'm going to be really honest. He was yeah. like, he was he was he was absolutely shit. Um, but. Later on in the season, when he came on as a substitute, I it, it was like watching different from a, a different player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't see the I I get from obviously a management side of things and obviously you know going into this Tuesday Saturday Tuesday Saturday, but I just don't feel confident, especially with the start that we've had and the players that are playing in the positions that they are, I don't feel as if he is strong enough to be holding, especially a left-wing back position. Maybe up front, maybe striker, I don't mind. I, I But I, I just... He's not... He's, he's a quick player, but once Could he goes he... forward, once he goes forward, he doesn't track back. That's the problem. Could and... he deputise for Kemp against MK Dons as a one again? Could Say you deputise for Kemp as a one-off against MK Dons? What, in an attacking mid-position? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No. 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 No, no, he wouldn't. No, I, I don't think so. I think if you're going to do it any time, do it when Young can't play against Bradford, for example. 
So play him as the sports oh, yeah. striker. You've got to play him as because I know it was preseason. I know we were playing against like teams like Melksham and stuff like that. But he, he was able to pick the ball up and everything like that. And you know, he, he knows where the back of the net is. I mean, we saw it against Carlisle last year at home. Obviously, you know when we equalised. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he knows where the back of the net is. Play him in that position where he knows he can get a shot on goal because he can shoot. That's probably probably the arguably best part his of his best, game. His best arguably, yeah, arguably the best part of his game. So I I just I I yeah, and I I I would not feel confident playing him a left wing back at all in the slightest. No. Okay. No, fair enough. I think he's all right as backup. As left wing back, yeah, behind the right way. The number ten thing, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be dead against it away from home if we're counter attacking. Uh, take the goal against Crawley, for example, where he did play that number ten role. Uh, he did play behind the front two, and it was a break that he scored. It was a lovely long ball that he controlled and hit. I think he can do that, but he's not brilliant. He can glide with the ball quite well, but actually taking on a man, he's not actually that great at it. No, um, and, this, and this is the thing with the number 10 role, obviously. I think a lot of people sort of misinterpret what a number 10 role is. And I think, you know, it's it's a lot more than just, you know, standing there and then literally either playing the ball off or running at defenders, you know. You, you've, got to, you've got to move for it. And that's the one thing I just don't think Shade does. Is you know I think he's quite la- I think he's quite a lazy player. Well, he might not be in training, but how he comes across in a match, whenever he comes on, or whether or not he starts, he just comes along as lazy. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I, I I just you know I've not had that impression of him. You know I I I cannot. Put him in a position where he doesn't have to do a lot. If he's just standing up front, as long as he stays on side, gets the ball, takes on the defender and puts it in the back of the net, I don't care what he does. But yeah, the... I just don't think that number 10 role or that left wing back role really suits him. Not in a match anyway. I'd, I like what... I wouldn't be... got... Sorry, Sorry, Ben, I wouldn't be too bothered with him as left wing back. So I think he, mm. he, he can do that job because he's done it for Flynn in the past. But going in the middle of the pitch, he... He doesn't pick the pass out at the right time. He tries mm. to take that extra man on and mm. and and yeah. tries again and again. And you're always in danger that you're going to uh, you're going to lose it and uh, um, you know give the ball away in a bad position. So that's the problem with with Shade. He's a better impact player. Leave, leave him on the bench. Bring him on late. Like say, he's got everything to be a real good footballer. He's just so frustrating. I agree with that. He, and like he, he just does your head in, basically. But but he is playing better this season and he's doing a good job when he comes on. So there's no no worries about that. Again, though, Nick, just going back to that, I, I don't really know. I, I couldn't tell you whether or not he's playing better or he's not from last season because at the moment I've only really seen him come on as a sub. And as a sub, OK, yeah, he has done OK. He's done, he's done well. Obviously, he came on against Crawley and he scored that goal. Fair play, but from a starting point of view and even when he does come on I still see hints of laziness in him and it's just so frustrating um, so maybe you expect too much no I don't know not from that position anyway not from a left wing back position because left wing back you need to be you need to be fit you need to be going up and down that wing 
And that's why it didn't work for Iandolo, you know. Um, but Uwakwe seems to be doing it relatively quite well. But that's probably why. But that's probably because we have pushed our wing backs like quite further. They are playing. Well, they left their wingers, like aren't they? The wingers, wingers aren't they? yeah, rather than wingers. wingers. So it's yeah, it is. It's one of those ones. But still, I, 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 no, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. And and until he starts, but I don't really want to know. I don't really. Until really he starts, Rich start. won't have an opinion, but equally his opinion is he doesn't want him to start. I like what he's doing coming off the bench. So. I, I like what he's doing. At some point, he's gonna get started running game. Sorry. At some point he's gonna get a run game. He will. He he will he will have to. He will have to at some point. I don't want him to, but he will have to. <laughs> I uh, love it, Rich. Thank you, mate. That's exactly the sort of thing I was after. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so again, with looking, with looking at tomorrow, we've all put our predictions in, and, and the graphic will be out tomorrow at, at predictions Fred time. But uh, let, let's go round and see what you've all gone for for tomorrow. I'll start with Ben. Uh, yeah, two 0 tomorrow. Um, I think we'll keep another clean sheet. I think uh, Morecambe. Uh, I'm going to miss their forward, their striker up front. I think they're going to miss their, their lad up top. Uh, they've only conceded one at home, but I think um, it's going to be quite an even game. I think we'll probably go 1-0 up, up sec first half and then nick another one midway through second. Um, I think they're going to be quite physical, um, as all Derek Adams' teams are. Um, but I think we can be quite robust and see it off. And um, I think it's going to be an unspectacular but professional finish, professional job, 2-0. A bit like the Warsaw game, but obviously Walker would get a little bit more than match. Okay, Nick? Yeah, boring, same prediction. I've already put <clears throat> put down 2-0, same, same as last week. I think, I think for us it'll be a similar game plan with, with how we're going to play. Um we will attack when we need to, you know, we'll, we'll have a flying wingers up there. Um, and as long as that back three um, are together and, and do the job, I, I can't see us, see us getting beat to be honest. So I'm going quite happy two nil. Uh, Rich. Yeah. I, th I think it's going to be tougher than a few people are making out to be. Obviously I think, I, I still think we're, I was turning through my with my one. I, I was gonna say boring nil nil, but I have gone one nil because I think we may just edge it. But I do think it'll have a similar dynamic to the game that we played against Doncaster, mainly because obviously yeah. the number nine is uh, their top goal scorer is um, is suspended. Um, I do feel as if they're probably going to be wanting to protect their home record as well, which is why I think they're going to be very defensive. Uh, if they haven't got that attacking threat. And this is why I think Morecambe might be a little bit more difficult to break down. However, having said that, I think in the dying minutes of the game, if Flynn gets it right, because um, I would have thought he would have learnt from... Because he did make mistakes against, uh, against Doncaster. Um, but I have full confidence that he's probably learnt from those mistakes. And uh, hopefully he does actually get it right. So, um, and I have full confidence that he will. So that's why I'm basing mine and going for a 1-0 win. Uh, 
You've heard all the gents there say how tight a game this could be, how close a game and how difficult a game it could be. So it'll probably go as no surprise to everyone to know that the uh, cynical one on the panel, the the one who's <laughs> constantly considered negative, has gone for a 4-0 Swindon win tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing if it comes up. I can't see it, but... Uh... All of them. Uh, uh, at, at least one of us really believes in the boys, eh, lads? Oh. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> um, there is obviously lots to talk about off the pitch, but if we can just divert slightly over to uh, the, the women's football um, and uh, and obviously talk about what's going on there. Um, starting with Swindon women, if we can, Rich, and then we'll, we'll have a, a little bit of a chat about Bassett as well, as we like to do. Um, so they travel to Portishead this week. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the talking point is about what's going on again off the pitch there, because the news broke, I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, that, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that, the, uh, that the new... The new manager who was there for the project for two to three years minimum uh, to really see Swindon Town on their way has left after just a couple of months. Yeah, he uh, was supposed to be there for two to three years. He ended up being there for two to three months. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, I mean, what can you really say about that? Say what you want, Rich. Go on. <laughs> no, what, what can, no, no. I mean, what can you say? I mean, like, it, th- this is the difference. And this is, I think, on a lot of things. Obviously, i got to be careful with what I say now. But This I isn't why Woody that. isn't on, by the way. This, is, this isn't yeah. why he hasn't come on tonight. <laughs> he's actually busy. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'd love to be wow. involved in this. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I personally think it's just one of those things now. I think I didn't think his heart was really in it. Uh, I think he came into obviously Swindon women, uh, not really having much of an experience. He didn't, I I don't know if he had any sort of, you know, um, I, I don't I don't actually get where the interest actually came from that either. Like I, I don't I don't know if his heart was fully in it, you know. And I, I think at the end of the day, I think he's obviously taken an offer um that seems to be more appealing than uh, being in the fourth tier of women's football. So, you know, <laughs> being in that uh, <laughs> what, um what 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 league are Gloucester Gloucester City in, by the way? God, now you're asking. No, I think, I think, they're, I think they're, are they they're National, National league, league Northern, aren't they? North, North, yeah, because yeah, some they North, yeah, yeah, because they are. Yeah, it's just the way it's. They got out. crap with it, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so being in the fourth tier of women's football compared to the eighth. Seventh or eighth tier of uh, English men's football. I mean, yeah, National League North confirmed. National League yeah. North. I mean, yeah, you, it just you can tell that is he just didn't want to be there. I I didn't think he wanted to be there. I don't know the bloke. I don't know him. I don't. I haven't seen too much of Swindon this season. Uh, obviously, I saw their opening game, but um, yeah, 
uh, I, I, there's not going to be an awful lot more I'm going to say on him because he's not worth it. And, you know, I think hopefully now the guy that's come in uh, to Swindon, who was, I believe, Mike Cook's assistant, um, he seems to, you know, have a really good reputation with the players. You know, they seem to like him. And um, I'm not really too sure what his coaching history is like. But I think, you know, uh, hopefully now, yeah, hopefully they can progress and proceed. Because let's be really honest. I mean, I mean, obviously, apart from the result uh, last week in the league, they're, they're like sixth in the table. I think they've won one, no, won two now, drawn one and lost one, I believe. So, you know. It's one of those ones, but hey, look, listen, I, I, I wish Swindon obviously all the better. I really want them to do really well this season now. Hopefully they can sweep this off very quickly and, you know, just carry on doing what they're doing because I think they'll do well. Um, There were obviously various reactions to the news online um, through people still involved at the club and no longer involved at the club. Um. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna quote anyone, but it was very telling. I thought the reaction of certain people. Um, one thing that seems to—I could be wrong—but at least from what I've seen, kind of gone under the radar. And I think it's because mixed with the 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 knowledge that there was going to be that that conference, uh, that sort of online Zoom Teams chat with Clem on Wednesday, and people just not believing in the advisory board notes anymore. There was something I spotted when I went through that hasn't really been spoken about as well, Rich. Uh, under the Swindon Town uh, WFC integration, the first point read, following a recent review, decision was made to amalgamate the development and under-18s teams to offer a much clearer pathway into the first team. Now, I found this very interesting because obviously we followed the, well, we followed all the teams, uh, but we obviously um, followed the under-18s right through to their cup success last season. And they had a good domestic campaign as well. But now mm -hmm. that team has just gone and, and everyone pretty much seems to have been promoted up to, uh, to, to the next level, perhaps before they were ready. Yeah, I yeah. I, so we've known that the devs were going um, to merge with the under 18s. Um, the devs only had uh, six players, I believe, signed on, uh, and they thought the ingenious move was to move the under 18s up and then scrap that under 18s. And it's to me, it just didn't really make sense. I think. A lot of the players that are playing for the dev team should really be playing league football now. And I, not saying that the dev development league isn't a good league. I think it is a good league. But also at the same time, though, you want to be playing competitive football, I think, at the end of the day. And I think if your heart is to hopefully and break into the Swindon first team, great. I, th I think uh, go for that goal because I think every player should be. I think every player should be uh, going for that goal. However, though, if you want to build yourself up and play league football, I think that's the way you're going to do it. So personally, for me, I think the under 18 should have stayed in development. You know, like I say, they've had a lot of success. 
you know they've, they've won trophies it looks good on the women's team as well like wow okay so we've got this next generation coming through okay under 18s they're winning titles okay wow brilliant right now let's see how they can do getting up for it uh, again like you know into the team so you know i i Again, I don't like, expect you to have all the answers on Swindon Town women. It's just I know that it's it is uh, a story that you follow very closely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I say, I I, I don't agree with it at all. I I, I personally think that I, I think the under eighteen should have stayed as it was, and I think they should have just disbanded the development team because I just don't think there's a not there's a whole lot there. I just don't think there's a whole lot there. So for me, and and I might be speaking out of turn. I'm purely speaking for myself and not as a representative of FRI as a whole. But as an outsider who mm -hmm. is who is watching, who is um, building on an interest, and who is trying to gain um, information to to be able to have factual conversation about this, uh, you know, I. I often rely on the likes of yourself, on Woody, on Mike to, to help inform me on, on, on the goings on. But as an outsider, I look at it as a whole over, say, a, a six month period. And I see a club that was really connecting with its fans, really building something. Scrap that plan. Mm. Bring a man in who's evidently. And this might not have been the impression that other people had, but evidently wanted to use the name Swindon Town as a stepping stone. Mm. Um, rip apart the squad that was connecting with the community. Now, mm -hmm. credit where it's due. The teams uh, are certainly in recent weeks put in some good performances, uh, got some good results, certainly scoring lots of goals and entertaining, much like the men's team. But ripped apart a squad that was really connecting with the community. Now, dis now been a, a major part of disbanding a successful under-18s team. And this, again, I'm I'm talking as an outsider, not knowing all the uh, all the information, but for me, a pathway says you go from here to here to here. So if you're taking out that bottom rung of the ladder, so to speak, I don't see how that's offering a clear pathway. Like you were saying, let's go from under-18s and then step up. I get that. But mm. to take out what, what many would class as the, the youth development side of it doesn't make mm. sense to me. But then not only has he ripped apart the squad, ripped mm. apart the what I see as the pathway and, and the mm. and the route to where these where where these young women want to go, mm. he's then pissed off and left. Yeah, uh, and like I say, I mean like and also the higher the Swindon Town go as well, uh within the I mean I don't know if they're going to get... I don't think they're going to get promoted this season. I think Exeter seem to be way too strong at the moment. Uh, I think I think they'll uh, cruise that league. Um, but I, th I I do think also that the higher that we go up, the bigger that we're going to want to sort of create the team as well. Yeah. I think it's going to be harder and harder for under-18s players to really step up and, you know, perform that. So it's going to be tough. I... I just, I yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I just, I, 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 it just doesn't really make any sense whatsoever uh, to do that, and also to really take away that competitive sort of benefit that the club was having as well. Yeah, and I obviously in terms of bringing in the manager as well, it was the complete, it was the complete wrong move uh, to do that. 
Um, they should have waited at least to the end of the season to review it. Uh, because, like you say, they were going on a really good run at the time of uh, when Lally, uh, unfortunately, and KP uh, mm-hmm. were obviously told to leave. And, you know, it's it, it's a massive shame. But, you know, I, unfortunately, that's yeah. that's the way football goes, unfortunately. And um, well, sometimes it works out for a club, sometimes it doesn't. Now, obviously, that everything like that has happened now, you know. And I think most players that have left Swindon have found a new club and they seem to be happy, which is great. I personally hope now that the new manager... So Mike's uh, kindly put in some uh, background to the new manager um, who's actually had, you know, uh, experience in the women's game. Forest Green, obviously they had an unbelievable season last season. Uh, They didn't quite get promoted, but still from where they started to where they are now, uh, you know, um, I was I have seen uh, a couple of their games as well, actually. And um, obviously Cheltenham, they're obviously a, a really, really good club in tier three. They've got many different teams below them as well. They've got a reserves team. They've got a development mm-hmm. team. They've got, you know, they've got many uh, teams in the women's game. They really take their uh, women's game very, very seriously uh, at that football club. So, you know, it's, it's really fantastic uh, to see that, um Swindon now have that and that all that experience and hopefully now that will propel them because you know I mean it's just a wait and see game and I hope it all works out for them in the end obviously at this moment I don't think it's quite gone to plan and Mm -hmm. like you say before I I think the whole thing with the whole the development and the under 18s team I just don't think it's I, I I thought that was a ridiculous and stupid move. But hey, listen, look, it is what it is. And I really, really hope that it works out for them in the end. Well, we have a Rich on the panel. We normally have a Woody on the panel. So the new man in the dugout going by the name of Richard Wood should be quite easy for everyone to remember. We obviously wish him and the ladies. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even realise that. There you go. We, we wish them the very, very best of luck this weekend and for the rest of the season. And we will continue to promote and hopefully be able to, uh, to have a few uh, different people on throughout the course of the season to talk more in depth um i saw i I did chuckle at sound trauma's comment because we were talking off air obviously as soon as i saw the news break that alice had left abingdon uh i put it in the whatsapp chat and and i jokingly said uh you know (laughs) a possible coaching role at swindon next maybe or even just returning to swindon um obviously i i haven't spoken to alice uh today um, but we do wish her the very best in whatever's next. And of course, I'm sure once the dust settles on that particular situation, uh, then she knows she's welcome on FRI. So uh, I hope to, to see her sooner rather than later. And we can talk everything from former clubs to new clubs and everything in between. Um, before we move on, Rich, uh, it's it's only right that we, we talk a little bit of Bassett. And without Woody here, you are the spokesperson. Uh, what's going on this weekend? Yeah, so this weekend we're away to uh, Ridgeway, which is based... Uh, it's not the Ridgeway in Swindon. It is the uh, Ridgeway based in uh, Weymouth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's uh, another league game. Obviously, we've just come off a... 
uh, a nice five-one win over Froome uh, last week, yep. and uh, you know, I, I think personally, uh, the whole squad this season—they're they're so tight-knit. They're—they're they're doing a fantastic job so far, and obviously, we're we're looking to um, continue our unbeaten streak. So, it's 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 fantastic to see. I think. Uh, We've had a, a couple of mentions this season, uh, this week about them not being particularly strong. However, though, the team have got to still go in with that winning mentality. They've got to go in with the right mentality, and hopefully, they can, uh, you know, um, you know, get some good minutes and uh, hopefully, you know, get a win for us. Which is, I have no doubt that they will. Uh, but we've got to turn up at the end of the day, and uh, that's the same with every game that we have this season. So, um, but it's exciting times at Bassett at the moment. Obviously, I'm involved now. So, uh, I, and I'm really... wait, wait. For, let, let's just take that out of context. Someone just click that. I know. Yeah, I it's exciting it. times at Bassett. I'm involved now, and Woody is very happy to have me. I know he is. Um, no, <laughs> damn, should have rephrased that a lot better. Um, no, obviously. So, um, but obviously, I'm I'm really enjoying it there at the moment. Obviously, Good. I'm working with the two goalkeepers at the moment. So, um, but uh, in terms of the whole team as well, and everybody uh, around the squad right now, uh, it's just exciting times, and uh, hopefully, we can keep that up and you know propel. Um, uh, propel back up to where we need to be this season. And uh, next uh, next week, um, we will be talking a very exciting fixture because uh, we will be uh, in the FA Cup. So um, just keep that noted, Fifey. It's it's already on the agenda. Oh, fantastic! I'm sure Adam already <laughs> told you about that. Fear not, fear not. We uh, we have we have all your your local uh, local football covered here on FRI. Um, well, gents, just over an hour in, I suppose we we should talk about the other events this week. Namely, well, there was the release of the advisory board notes that most people seem to completely ignore, um, and then there was the Clem interview. Uh, now, before we talk about the the particulars that, that people want to raise. Um, I, I think I, I want to start by saying I thought the, you know, credit to Clem for doing it because there was no, there was no official need for him to do it. Yes, uh, there was a need for him to come out and say something, but he didn't actually have to. Um, I also think that, uh, that Vic and Joe both deserve praise for how it went. They were right. Yep. That they as far as I could tell, there weren't any sort of vetted questions. They asked questions people were actually wanting to know. Um, it wasn't an absolute cheese fest that some were expecting uh, in both senses of the term. Um, so credit for the event as it was. Um, before Again, before we talk on the particulars, let, let's talk about the, we, for want of a better phrase, performance, because we, we discussed this in our WhatsApp chat. Um, I, I believe we've all watched the watched the um, watched the interview. Um, how did you rate Clem overall? Forget the, the specifics of the answers. We'll talk about them in a bit. Because I I think I said that I rated it about a six six and a half. I don't think it was the 
I, I think I used the phrase, it wasn't the PR masterclass that some fans were suggesting it was. I thought he did some things well. Um, and then I thought he made errors in other parts of it. Um, I don't think it's personally changed my opinion of the situation, which isn't as negative as people want to, it to come across as. Uh, I'm quite positive about the, the, the ownership and the direction of the club as a whole. Uh, but yeah. I said to you guys, my mantra is I'm not exactly appeased by everything that was said. And I will continue mm. to be cynical, but I'm, mm. I, I think overall it was okay. Um, ben, I think you were you were just a little bit higher rating than me. Yeah, no, I gave him a seven because um, I I think he understood. Well, he made clear of the reasons why he did some things. For example, the shares. I think actually what he did uh, to use the shares against the club, especially against someone who's Lee Power. And let's be clear, there was no coincidence that Lee Power decided to call in a £3 million debenture two weeks before the announcement of the ownership of the county ground. He's clearly looking, him and Curran, to uh, destabilise that. And that yeah. was the whole point, calling it in at that point. Um, so the way he went and got about the money was great. I really don't think he speaks very well publicly and he and the words that he uses and maybe his attitude towards the supporters is first class oh, apple. I think he addressed that in the sense of saying maybe it's it it's not necessarily his intention. He he I think he said because he's Australian, maybe he's a bit more direct than people. I have no problem with directness. Yeah, no, I, I'm, some, I'm, 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 I see I'm, some I'm, people I'm, saying I'm, I'm offended he was swearing. I'm like, fuck off, no. you do it all the time. I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather I, I, you be passionate. I'd rather you be direct and tell the fucking truth than just to pussyfoot around shit. And, you know, it's, you know, that's it. But... Oh, yeah, no, so I'm, not, I'm, not saying... I'm offended that FRI was swearing. I'm not I'm... saying, I, I love the fact that he was honest and swearing. It's just like when he said things like the like the count the thirty percent of the counter ground was a gift, and I know later we'll talk about the statement yeah, that yeah. came out, but it's just stuff like that that really was terrible PR. Um, and I don't think he's quite like when he told um, Paul Rob uh, Rob Angus to give the statement that he did because he just came out of a meeting, uh, so he just say this to keep him quiet. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. So I think he's full of good intentions and I'm not definitely not a clam out, but I think he really needs a good PR guy with him, a really good PR guy with him. And I think we lack that. I hope um, Anthony Hall um, is that kind of man and will steer him in the right direction because I think sometimes he does drop a bollock and he continues. And I think he will continue to drop a bollock during his tendency at Swindon, um, which is a shame because I do think he's got the best intentions of the club. Um, before I ask you guys to see what's going on in the chat. Um, so Aaron, I flashed it up, said was a PR disaster class, amateur hour from Clem. If that interview was the owner of another club, we'd be laughing. Uh, mm -hmm. Peter saying, Clem sounded a bit aggravated at times. Anybody seen a Mercedes with Swiss place, uh, plates? Clem's swearing was not out of order. Completely agree. Um, and uh, I personally got a hint that he was a bit pissed off with some of the accusations towards him prior to the interview. Uh, I, 
it's probably only right on behalf of the entire Swindon Town fan base that I take responsibility for that as the cynical negative, the only cynical negative fan, apparently. It's because uh, you're not a proper <laughs> fan fight, Pete. It's because I'm not a real fan. I, I don't attend games. I don't put my money where my mouth is. And I just sit here for four hours a week uh, with my own agenda. Um, and don't, you know, I don't, I don't let people on both sides of the divide have their say. Uh, Nick, let's come. Let's come to you. Uh, how did you rate uh, Clem's overall performance? <clears throat> As a performance for what he was trying to do, it, it, I'd, I'd probably give it about a five. He is not comfortable doing those sessions. He, he doesn't yeah. like it. He doesn't like public speaking, for want of a better description. Um, he was obviously it was unscripted. There were questions being thrown at him left, right, and centre, which he didn't have all the answers to, and. In reality, you probably wouldn't expect him to have all the answers to. I, I, th I think the problem Clem's got for me is he's he's across the other side of the world, and he hasn't got the right people sat back in the county ground d doing the support to him that's needed. And and I think those previous comments you put up saying he was a bit aggravated, yeah, he was, and and he was getting pissed off at some of the questions thrown at him because it it for a little while it seemed like um, the questions were from an ungrateful bunch who were just nitpicking and having a go at him for the sake of it. Now, obviously, there were lots of decent questions as well, but that's how some of it came across, and you know he's. <clears throat> I think the problem we've all got is Swindon Town fans. We've seen so many charlatans, con men, you know, the whole gambit for as long as anybody can remember. Um, and it all started It's such a high bar with Clem. And, you know, Literally. it's only got to drop a little bit. A pint like this. Absolutely. In, and drop it a little bit and then the cynicism comes out and it's, oh, he's not doing this, he's not doing that, uh, he's not telling the truth, he's a liar, and, and all these sorts of things bound around. And, and you know, he's, he, I mean, I made a comment the other week that Clem's been really quiet since we purchased the ground. Now, that might be coincidental, he, he's got other businesses to run. And I think from him as a businessman, Running a football club is totally different than running any other business. And he hasn't had what we've described as proper football men in key positions in the club to take some of that load off of him. And and I, I think that's a problem. But I will say fair play to him. You know, he, he fronted it up. Um, I think a lot of chairmen would just have put a statement out and wouldn't have gone on a live show. Um, to answer questions direct. So give him credit for that. Um, you know, and, and let's hope it all moves on and, uh, you know, we move forward. Okay. Uh, I, think Rich, to, I think he needs to come on FRI and we'll give him a proper grilling. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> just we're, we're, talking solely the, we're talking solely about his performance, not the specifics just yet, Rich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Okay, um, yeah, no, I, I rate. I think I said in the week, uh, I rated it probably about four, four point five, and I, even then, I think that's a little bit generous. Um, I just, you know, he just didn't seem like he knew a lot. Like, I, I, okay, I get that half five o'clock in the morning in in Australia, okay, fair enough, but 
in his previous interviews, he says he never sleeps anyway. So I just, you know, what difference really does that make? Um, I, yeah, I, I'm just, it, he just doesn't seem he, know, he knows a lot. I don't think he knows enough. Um, I think he did put maybe a lot, maybe now, now that I think about it, maybe he did put too much on Rob Angus's shoulders and he relied on him too much. Uh, which isn't a bad thing because that is that is his job at the end of the day as a CEO. And maybe the job was too tough for him. But I think we all know the reason why Rob Angus left. And that's main and that is because, you know, um Clem dug a grave six foot and buried him. Um after that whole shares thing. So, you know, I just yeah, I I I, I wasn't I wasn't keen. I wasn't I wasn't my opinion didn't change whatsoever uh, about the whole, from the whole interview, from the start of the interview to the end of the interview. It still hasn't changed my view on the whole ownership thing or where we're at with it. Uh, I think many more questions needs to be asked. And if I was Clem right now, I would be cluing it. I'd be watching that interview back. I'd be cluing myself up on all the questions that were asked and making sure that all the due diligence has been done. So, it, it it's it's i think it's more of a frustration i think it was more of a frustration on the swindon fan i get that he was frustrated i get some of the accu- accusations was but at the end of the day though what do you expect if we're asking you questions and you don't really know the answer to them so who's the frustrated one here you getting the accusations or us not actually getting the answers to the questions that we're actually asking that should be straightforward well-known answers that a businessman should actually know so i just think yeah so let's start on that point then and and how i foresee this next little bit going is is i'll run through some of the bullet point highlights and you guys jump in if you specifically want to talk about any of the any of the elements but let's start with where rich is there was sort of three or four occasions um where there would be a question and clem would say uh the answer is this but don't quote me on that or i'm not 100 percent sure on that that is the sort of thing that you would expect i, I know he employs people to do this stuff mm, for him but if yeah. you're going to go on an interview knowing that this is the sort of question you're going to get you would be clued up to know the answers to these questions. And and if you're as invested in a business, whether it's a football club or not, you think you would know who owns what of, of that club. If, if you're the owner yeah. and you, you're saying you're the owner, yes, there's a couple of investors that have had to be brought in. And, and side note, fair play for outlining what happened and why it happened. I, I don't necessarily have an issue with how he did it, and and he's apologised yeah. uh, for for not communicating it properly. So you know, if I walk under the bridge, as long as he sorts that out and brings them back, and you know, them shares back under, like he says. But on the initial point, I was a little concerned as to just how much relevant information he didn't actually seem to know. But on yeah, on that like, on, well, on that like, Murphy, sorry on that. Um, I would rather he says that and is straight than give a, and sorry, Woody, what I would call an HR polished crap reply um, that you get from a lot of people. And, and to me, he's in Australia. 
he doesn't micromanage the football club. He should have people at the football club that are managing different elements of the club. And he wouldn't be expected to know everything. Now, he, he should be in control of all the things at high level, but not down to finite detail as such. Like signing off the finance. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. yes, there's, there's things that he, he should know. But again, you know, I, I'm quite happy that he said, you know, I don't or don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% sure. Basically, was what he was saying. Now, it's, it's better for him to say that than try and bullshit his way with an answer that turns out to be wrong because then he will get crucified. And, yeah. in, you know, he's, he's on a lose-lose, whichever way he does it. So, but I would rather he's honest and upfront on that so, basis for my, so for my, my point my, of view. So my thing on that, Nick, is that just in, just going back to the whole thing. So he he didn't know the name of the parent company that is invested in Swindon Town or that <laughs> is on Swindon Town. That number one is actually quite a big concern. Like you should you should know that. You're like, oh, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, I can't. I, you, know. you should know what it's called. Sorry, that that is fact. Yeah, that is how we've got all our information. Yeah, we've just gone on company's house, um, and that is how we've because they do think that we're not aware of all this. You know, I de I deal with it every day. Okay, that's part of my job. Let's not but, forget, football fans can't do their own research before formulating an opinion. Well, clearly not. Clearly not. <laughs> but um, just, and I agree with you, Nick, in terms of if you don't know something, say that I'm not too sure, but I will go back and check it. True. Yeah. However, Agreed. However, saying that, what I don't, and this is where the trust issue comes, and this is where we can't, I can't really trust him at the moment, is in terms of the whole share thing, um, Rob called him and said, oh yeah, we've got a bit of an issue here. All the fans are asking what the hell's going on with the share structure? Why is such and such got this amount of shares and this such shares? And he just came back with a bullshit approach, right? Why say that then? Just say, mm. I haven't got the time or no, actually, don't say that because that's even worse. That means that you don't have actually any investment in our club. But surely you should have just excused yourself from the meeting, said, this won't take two minutes. It's a simple explanation. Okay, because it was a simple explanation in the end. I will come out and address the fans in full detail, but this is what has happened. Okay. What the debenture was called in, we had to pay some money. We would have gone into administration, we had to give away some of the shares. Done, right? That's it. All happy days, no issues. And he knew Clem knew that we had a forum that evening yeah. or the next day, or whenever it was. It was very, very close to the point of where the this whole share thing came up. So there was no excuse for Clem not to come out or excuse himself from whatever meeting it was, because I don't care what important meeting it was, whether or not that was with Axis or not, that just shows that actually, right, his priorities sometimes can be more than Swindon Town. And this is the, this is the issue that we've got. So it's quite frustrating to me that he didn't have the time to come out there and say, actually, this is what has happened. And now he's had to go on a live uh, podcast, get an absolute grilling, and just give us 
a very low-key response, which, like we all said, as Swindon fans, we completely understand it. We get it. We get its feedback. Uh, um, sorry, we, we we get it. You know, it's the it's the way business works, and sometimes that's the way football goes and business goes. So it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and you know. I don't know. I, I just can't really trust him at the moment. I can't I can't trust Clem until he really clues up and really gives more attention to us. It's it, it tells me a lot. Point. It tells me a lot about him. It does tell me a lot about it's him. It's an interesting point that um Peter makes here. We need to be careful not to piss off Clem. We need his ownership and stewardship. He did state that he also has a day job. Um but on priorities, the first part, hey, priorities, on, priorities. On the first part, I'm, I'm going to actually, this might surprise people, I'm going to be contrary. I don't think people are intentionally trying to antagonise or piss him off, but I, I put out a, a tweet saying whether, you're, whether you believe everything that was said, nothing that was said, or somewhere in the middle, whether you're on the, the cynical side of the fence, the happy clapper side of the fence, whatever... People, fans shouldn't be getting on fans' backs for having a belief. And equally, you know, regardless of what side of any of those fences you're on, we all ultimately want the same end goal for Swindon. And, and when it comes to yeah. Clem, it, take, my, take me, for example. You know, um, again, I, I throw it out there, a bit whimsical. People have accused me of being negative, cynical, this, that, the next thing, uh, which is fine. You know, you can have your opinions on me. I, I, I put myself out there to be shot at, essentially. Um, but I don't think me questioning decisions will have any bearing on Clem owning Swindon as a business, because that is what it is to him. It's a business. Um, I'm sure whether it's in America, Australia, wherever else, whatever other countries he's got these businesses in, there must be people that question decisions he makes. And it's those questions that make owners better owners because they, they've got something to prove. They've got someone to show, no, I'm right because of this. Or do you know what? You might actually have a point. We've, we've not criticised, but we've suggested the trust is there to hold the club to account. But we asked recently, who's actually holding the trust to account? Because there's a, a large section of the fan base that, that thinks that they've been let down by the trust more, more so than the club. And, and I think it's those sorts of questions that therefore keep the trust honest, which then keep the club honest and so on. It's, it's a knock on effect. You know, there'll be people, uh, you know, without going behind the wall too much, we get complaints into us about some of the stuff we do. And, and it's then taking that decision. Well, are we right doing things the way we're doing, or do we have to change something we're doing to try and make the best possible content for people to watch and listen to us? And it's, it's a fine line all the way down the chain. At the end of the day, in this instance, for me, and, and I'm not knowledgeable enough in, in business as a whole, but for me, Swindon Town fans are the consumer. And Swindon Town fans were here before Clem was here, and Swindon Town fans will be here after Clem's gone. Swindon Town fans, as the consumer, have the right to question Clem and whoever Clem puts in charge of matters. And if he's going to throw his toys out the pram about it... Well, that, that says more about him than it does about the people asking the questions. At least that's my opinion of it. Um, I agree with that. Mm. 
there were there were various elements that that we're going to talk about, um, and and I'm going to try and go through as many of them as possible. That there was a couple of statements, as we said, that that weren't quite accurate, and we'll come to the main one in a minute because obviously there's been a, a statement go out in the in the club website uh, just before we went live. Um, one that did sort of catch the imagination of a few people, Rich. And, and I think it was just taken out of context. And again, I think it was just the language was wrong, where he said, we've set up the women's. Now, again, let's not forget the women's team had long been established. And I think what he was trying to get at was they've set them up with a, an integration plan and yeah. with a target for three to five years to be at a certain level. But mm. you can understand... Again, language is a very important tool and can either be used correctly mm. or will be used wrongly. And in this case, I think wrongly, because it's almost as if he was trying to take credit for Swindon Town having a women's team. But I yeah, think that's the context I, I, Again, Fifey, pe people will take that on board. How They, they will hear what they want to hear. For me... What he was saying is we've integrated the women into the football club and they are, they are part of the club. Uh, they wear the club shirt. They play on the county ground as much as possible. And, and it's all under the family of Swindon Town Football Club, whereas they weren't before. That's what he was saying to me. Now, like you said, other people are saying, well, he's taking credit for setting up the women's football team. And they've been about for, you know, however long it is. So you... you you know, you can read into what you want to read into in in what your take on what's happening. So, I I think that is unfair of anybody to take it anything other than it was bringing them into the fold of Swindon Town Football Club. In my opinion, Rich. Yeah, I like like you say. I think in terms of the interpretation, obviously, we've got to remember that obviously the Swindon women they celebrated their thirty years. Uh, 30 year anniversary you know so it's very contradicting when he goes and says things like that I think a lot of people knew exactly what he meant and I think everything that he did say I think we could tell but like you say wording is so crucial and especially when you're coming out and addressing fans that actually do know about the history of this football club and this is why you've got to be extremely careful because you really could generally not like I don't know whether or not Clem fully cares about that kind of thing. But I think in terms of the people that have been a part of that women's uh, have been a part of growing the women's game um, because it really has grown over the last especially the last four or five years. And, you know, I, I just I think it's very important when you come to address things like that. So um, don't get me wrong. Clem has done an amazing job in terms of that, uh, in terms of getting the team playing at the county ground. Maybe not necessarily in terms of the management staff or the players and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of actually getting the team to play at the county ground, I will give him full credit for that. And hopefully he will have more and more games uh, to come. Uh, it seems like he has got a good relationship uh, uh, with uh, John and Shane at Foundation Park too. So it's really good that they've managed to bring their home games to Foundation Park too. So, you know, but Clem really, really needs to be careful about coming out. Uh, but I agree with Ben earlier. I don't think he's meant for public speaking. Um, <clears throat> I think this is all fairly new to him as well. So, you know, but I think... Clem has had enough time now to adjust to this. Uh, 
And I think um, it's not like he hasn't done this before. So there's one thing about being confident about doing it, but also you've got to do sometimes what it's good to say, Rich. To do what you need to do. In the interest of fairness, we've been doing this nearly three years, and most of us true. are still shit at public speaking. True, true. Yeah, that's a fair <laughs> point, and myself included. But still, um, you know, I think in terms in terms of it, he's okay. Let me rephrase that then. Okay, so he's got to be prepared for the tough questions. Yeah, he's just, he's got to be. He's got he's yeah. got to be doing it, whether or not he's confident about uh, confident about. Deli- okay, sorry. Confident. I think you dug Conf- your own hole there, Rich. I know. Whether or not he's confident about delivering it and saying the right things, or whether or not actually he knows his facts. And really, I would want facts more than actually, you know, coming out and being confident and all that kind of stuff. But he needs to know his facts. I, I, I think the other thing that. is that um, any owner needs to understand that fans are more invested in the club than they will ever be. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's really as simple as that. And like Fifey said, you know, owners, chairman, CEOs come and go. The fans will always be there. So that that's why you've really got to understand where where you're coming from. And oh. you know, he says he's a football fan. He's not a Swindon Town football fan. It's not part of, you know, his upbringing. You know, we, all of us have supported Swindon Town. I mean, I have for longer than I care to remember. And I will always support Swindon Town wherever we are, whatever league we're in, however we're playing. And, and that's the difference between an owner and a fan. And therefore, fans are so heavily invested in the club, but have no say in how it runs as such. And in fairness, on that point, linked into uh, the comment I flashed up from Peter, one thing I will definitely give um, Clem credit for is when Vic was saying about, you know, we've had years of, you know, shit fests, basically. And and that is why there's a a section of the fan base who are so cynical and critical of everything. He's like, you know what? I understand that. and, And I get that. And I understand why you would be that way. And he actually said, I don't mind. I, I, I'm paraphrasing slightly. But he said, I don't, you know, I understand that. And I accept that you're going to do that. I think for me, and Rich, you you put it brilliantly in, in our WhatsApp group. For me, the next step for him is actions speak louder than words. So even today, and, and we're, we're digressing slightly, we knew that about the, um, the the finance stuff that had only just been signed off and they were late, and then you got the advert reporting today on on what could happen in such an event. And, and I said in our chat, you know, if you know you're under a microscope at the minute because you've done you've had a string of of errors. It's it's not just the one error. There's the one big error of judgment. But there's been a string of of errors alongside that. You know you're under a microscope, even if it's by a section. Mm of the fans just do the basics right you know if there's a deadline for doing stuff hit the deadline right. if you've got just to submit yeah. something by a certain date do it you know just try and no football club is ever going to be whiter than white in in any situation but there's avoidable issues and and swindon yeah. don't seem to be able to avoid the avoidable issues at the moment that they seem mm. to just hit them head on and think fuck it we'll sweep it up after 
yeah. and and if we can just get rid of the the niggly little bits, I think most Swindon fans, ninety percent of Swindon fans, would would. Mm. But the fact that there's that nagging feeling in the back of most Swindon fans' heads that that, like Nick says, is woven into our DNA from an early age. You know, we are Swindon fans, but as soon as you're a Swindon fan and you understand football, smack, you're going to be hit by something. And, and so Swindon fans always have this this nagging doubt. You mm. try and ignore it, but then you get little issue, little issue, little issue, little that that voice in the back of your head is going to be like, "Whoa, there's an alarm bell ringing here." Yeah, and Listen, it's, and it's I mean, avoidable. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, like I say, I, I know I've obviously been harsh on Clem as well. Like uh, I know I've obviously given him a bit of a grilling as well, but I do truly thank him for everything that he has done so far in terms of obviously spending a lot of money on our football club, right? But again, like you say, when all the niggly things start to come creeping back up, you can't just help but think. You can't shit. go radio right, well, silent. We, exactly, yeah. and this and when he mentioned about the whole uh, January uh, last season about the whole manager thing, obviously with Lindsay going and all that kind of stuff, and the, the it, it was the social media darkness blackout. blackout. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, "Well, there's no point reporting on something." Um, if there's no news or something like that, no, no, but you've got to tell us that we we can't. We, so what what are we going to believe that we're going to go for the rest of the season with no manager or going to have just Gav Gunn yeah. in charge, like sort of thing like that? You can't you can't do that. But it's okay for you to actually give a um a stupid reason to rob angus to really bury him and say oh it's nothing to worry about all that kind of stuff so he's really just hypocrite he's he's been very hypocritical in that sense of the word but and this comes back to wording as well this is where you've got to be very careful of what you do say and what you don't say do i think clem will get us out of where we are in terms of, I, I, like I say, I, I don't mind people making mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody mm-hmm. makes mistakes every day of the week. Every, you know, so Daily, I've got no, in my case. Yeah, exactly. I've got no issues with that. Just be upfront and you know, say, put your hands up and say, okay, I've made a mistake, but this is what we're going to do about it. This is how yeah. we're going to go forward. This is how we're going to get to where we need to get. This is where we're going to get back onto the roadmap. And this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it and all that kind of stuff. That's all we want. That's all we wanted from that. That's all I wanted. But I, I, I think the problem is, and we've highlighted it a number of times, that he hasn't got football men around him. No. As far as we know, because we don't know or that's the trouble we don't know all the inner workings of the club and we don't need to know everything um someone put a comment on about um rob angus being there to look after the finances now should rob have been financial director or whatever title you want to give it and we should have had a football chief exec officer that's maybe a mistake that 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 wasn't done um but we're we are where we are and you'd like to see a football man come in but Fifey, can you flash up that last comment? Because it people have, have criticised the club a number of times on these this these one? types of things. And I read a thing the other day about Exeter. I mean, basically, they, they fans took over the club, said they locked the owners out of, of the club, basically, and, and, and started to manage it. 
and the current chairman owner or however it's set up is saying that and, and this is where Swindon need to be as a community club, which is what we're supposed to be. They engage their community in running that club and they have volunteers. And, and the chairman said, asked other clubs saying, oh, do you have volunteers helping? And they're saying, what are you on about? Why would we have volunteers? And they say it saves them. And I can't remember, I might be quoting the wrong figure, but 250 grand every season from voluntary work that people do because they're invested in the club as a community. Now, he the, he's saying there's nothing wrong with asking people to do that if it's done in the right way and they're involved and bought into what the club's trying to do. And that and that's where we should be. And again, this is this is where you need you need a business element within a club, but you you need a massive football element and and a local understanding of the whole community and if we can move in that direction and then, you know, we ain't far from being there. And, and like uh, Sound Trauma said, you know, massive potential. There is so much potential that Swindon have, you know, the size of Swindon, um, you know, to be honest, the gates we get for the size of Swindon to me is poor. We should be mm. attracting far more fans into the ground and certainly what we're doing at the moment. So there is a massive job to do and it, it needs someone in there to drive that and Clem cannot do that from Australia. So he needs somebody can be the face of Swindon town to hit that community and, and integrate it into the community and everybody feels a part of the club. Very, it's a very difficult balance, isn't it? To get the person that he, as a businessman, owner, chairman, majority. Your cat's muted you. Muted you. <laughs> the cat didn't agree with you. <laughs> it, 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 what I was trying to say was it's a it's a delicate balancing act getting the mix of someone that he is a businessman, chairman, owner, majority shareholder, whatever, feels he can trust, yeah. but also someone that the fans can buy into as a figurehead. Um, Swind Swindon would do brilliant getting Mike Devlin back. If anyone's old enough to remember Mike Devlin, who was kind of CEO and run the club as, as 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 a club manager? He did a really good job. He's currently at Orient. Of course, all the ex Swindon go to Orient, yeah. and he's done a cracking job there as well. Um, what's his name? Who 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 does the O's podcast? Speaks really highly of him. Yeah, um, yeah he he's a proper football man, businessman, and ideally day to day running the club. He would be so good. We so need someone like him, if not him. I'd like to link points that both Rich and Nick made as, as we let, let's move on to the big one um, before we, we really start taking out uh, a lot of time. Uh, but first, so Nick said about community feel and stuff. Um, what I like to think is at, at FRI, we have a community, you know, whether again, we don't care what side of, of any particular fence you're on. Everyone is welcome with their opinion. Everyone is welcome with their views. And, and I've seen Danny's tweeted, uh, Nick, you'll get to see this after the show. Um, but based on the earlier comments uh, at the beginning, uh, she's put hashtag let Nick peak with a little gif of everyone doing this for you. Uh, so that I've, I've retweeted that. You'll get to see that. Yeah, um, thanks, Danny. <laughs> Thomas saying the cats are kept Clem more foodie fan. Um, <laughs> 
Um, linking it, let's talk about the big one. And, and again, let's go back to the, the choice of wording that Rich has highlighted so carefully. Um, nothing aggrieved more people on Wednesday. In, in what was an attempt at quite a positive hour or so, nothing aggrieved more people than Clem saying he gifted, he gifted the fans 50 the money to buy 50% of the county ground. Now, we'll go on to the statement that was released in just a moment. Rich has already put his hands up. He wants to say something. So there has been a statement. If you haven't seen it, there is a statement out on the club's website. We'll read it out in just a few minutes. But Rich, on this point, it is very understandable why so many fans were annoyed by this, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it comes back down to wording again, uh, like I say. Um, but it, again, it's going back to the fact and actually understanding as to what it actually was. Now, I can guarantee, and, and I, we know this for a fact, because we were told about this even when Lee Power was still in charge, that when the whole buy-in of the football club was going through, 50% was going by the fans. So this was not a Clem thing, but this was also not a Lee Power thing either. This would have been in the will of Nigel Leedy that 50%, if we're, if I'm going to put 2.7 million or what, however much it was into buying the club, I want 50% to go to the fans because they deserve it. So I can understand... I don't think it was... Again, like I say, it came back to the wording, and I don't think gifted is not the correct word. I think it didn't help that it was reiterated either. Exactly, and he kept saying it as well, and this was the annoying thing. No, it wasn't gifted. Well... Not by him. Not by him, but also it, it's just not... It's. I can understand it's probably a very difficult one to explain, but this was in the will of Nigel Eady and he wanted to give this to the fans. Okay. That is how it should have been said. Not we gifted the fans this. Who's we? Who's we? Uh, we, we there's, there's no we, there's only one person, and that's Nigel Eady. So, yeah. and Clem would have known this as well. Exactly. And I, I just. But however, though, however, I will back up Clem Morfuni because 50% is obviously his because he has put an awful lot of money into helping us get back into a good position financially as a football club. So from that point of view, I've got no issues with that. Just next time, please, please, please use the correct wording. We know what you mean. Again, it's like in any interview. Well, see, this is uh, the problem. I, I actually think on this one, he's just got it wrong. I, I he think has, he's he yeah. has pretty much meant what he said. And, and that's why when we read the statement out in a minute, there's not actually an apology in there. It's just a, no. a reclassifying of what no. he means. Um, yeah, I, I, when, when he turns around and he says, technically, because I own Swindon, that was my money. I think he genuinely believes that that's the case. Mm. I think, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know on that one. But I think in terms of interviews, like, and I know everything that I was taught uh, in terms of interviews, it's always I, not we. But 
in terms of this, it wasn't I or we, it was Nigel Eady. So, you know. So it's... if you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, the statement that came out on the club's website two hours ago reads, Swinning Town Chairman Clemmore Fooney would like to issue the following message to town supporters. Following Wednesday evening's OSC TSTBL fans forum, I'd like to clarify something which may have been misinterpreted. The club have benefited from the incredible legacy of Nigel Eady, along with, the, along with Foundation Park and other local community projects. I'm thankful to the Eady trustees for their support in providing the funds to allow us to acquire the stadium and to share its ownership with supporters. It was a team effort over many years to complete the stadium purchase, which would not have been possible without Swindon Borough Council, the Supporters Trust, the Eady trustees and the club working so closely together. Uh, we should always remember Nigel as one of the club's greatest supporters and celebrate his memory by continuing to work closely with the ED trustees and the supporters trust in delivering Nigel's wishes. And that's how it concludes. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, again, yeah, you can't really say too much on it. It's so annoying. You can see from both sides of the both sides of the plate, really, that obviously I think both people are very frustrated about it. But obviously, you can tell that the fans were. It's like it, when he says you were gifted it. It doesn't feel as if that we deserve it. We put our very hard earned money into the club every week um, to help you as well to financially stabilize it as well. So when we're not getting a clear answer as to where all that money's going um, that we're helping put into the club, you can tell us to why we're getting frustrated on that side of things as well. So it's again, it's clear answers. It's clear explanations as to coming out with it. And unfortunately, we've just and this is why I've just based the whole interview as a, as a whole waste, because there's nothing really we didn't know Um we know we knew from our side of things where it was coming from in terms of the fifty percent of owning the of owning the stadium, but when Clem comes out and makes ridiculous statements like that, and yeah, it's 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 not fair. But does this go back to the point of being direct and blunt? I don't I don't think it really has much relevance, but you can tell from that side of things at that point he was getting quite frustrated. So. Okay. Uh, ben, Nick, anything you'd like to add to this particular topic? Yeah, it's a bit of the noises of the, you know, the, the backing truck. Beep, beep, beep. He's just really trying to get himself out of a little hole that he put himself in. Um, the, the, obviously, the statement's very nicely worded. and Obviously, it's, it's an explanation of something he maybe should have said the other night. Um, I just think he had... Um, I think what he said he when he gifted that that's his, what his general belief is and um, he's just trying to make it a little bit better make an amends when he's yeah. thought about him so it's probably he's been advised so that's not gone down <laughs> and, he's, and they've probably been they come out with this but this is when when the trust come and trust issue with club mm -hmm. comes back into things like right well if he's not explaining things clearly now how can we trust what he says in the future like do you know what I mean well, yeah, as I say, generally, I do think he means well, but I just think some, some things he's just he not got a proper grasp on it. I think no, he does I... mean well, but I think he's just not got a proper grasp on stuff. 
Um, yeah, I, I think that. he's got a lot of spinning plates. I think he lives in Australia. I think he left a lot of the day-to-day running to um, the CEO. And um, he's just basically advised and he oversees things. He's told when deadlines are up and he just signs it and pounds it off. He probably didn't have a clue that the paperwork was late what, for um, yeah. Yeah, for the company's house. He probably didn't have a, didn't a clue. It's just like, well, where's the paperwork? And <laughs> no, Rob's not there anymore, though it should have been done months ago. And he says, well, Rob should have given it to me. <laughs> you know, he should know these things, but he leaves it because he's running access and he just leaves it for the CEO whilst he's in Australia. So a couple of big things. He'll pop up every six months ago and he'll come on and, you know, and then he'll probably have more of an active role then. But when he's in Australia, he's leaving it for someone else's sort. And he's just the man that signs the checks. Um, I think that's generally it, really. And I think he's just something, something he's just not got a proper grasp on. Um, I'm I'm not going to waste time on, on things that I think were genuine, just a, 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 an error, but not like a negative error, just a, a slip of the slip of the tongue or, or blank of the mind. You know, I, I saw some people pulling up on uh, roof on the town end. It, it very clearly meant Stratton Banger. I'm not going to I'm not going to yeah. rubbish the man for that. Um, there, there were one or two other bits where where perhaps you look at or you listen to what was said and you question um, sort of, again, is it interpretation? Is, is it style of delivery? Um, but again, I look at it and I say he didn't have to do it. it it's, it's not exactly gone to plan, but it, it was okay. Um, yeah. and I think the main things that people wanted to know about were covered. Um, yeah. and, and there was some level, there was some degree of answer. So we can only... Uh, approve of that uh ben you've been you've been told you've been caught we've had a tweet to say ben concentrate on being on fools rush in not on twitter could you please listen to your other panelists i do i do listen i have been listening it's just something caught my eye which i've said in the group as well and there's a couple of things i do listen Uh, i'm sorry if i'm not but i I am listening to both rich and nick well i've played on the on the lighter side of things, let let's not forget that he did say that uh, he loves the club, um, he loves playing football with everyone, whether it's a foundation park or whatever the school is that he couldn't remember the name of, um, you know, all, all the other g- generic stuff that you'd expect did come out. Um, what's clear, Ben, if we move away from from Wednesday night for a moment, is. Mm-hmm. Despite whether whether you consider it a major distraction, a minor distraction, what it's not doing is affecting the squad because we did have that, that really nice video of the sing-along come out on TikTok. Yeah, I thought it was lovely. Um, yeah, obviously it's the same song that was last year, but I think that's not important. What is the important as the camaraderie that's clear there, that's obviously there between all the players when they all like, piled on each other and had a laugh and had a bit of a giggle. It is obvious that that's not fake or put on. Um, they are quite a nice little tight-knit group. Flynn is very right in saying that he actually wants the right character now into the group as well as the players. So he's been very selective who he gets in. Well, he has because, to because everyone that he actually wants for equality reasons keeps turning us down. Well, yeah, that as well. But, um... Oh, <laughs> cynical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you made but me laugh. It, 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 
in order to have a very good season, you have to have a good dressing room. It needs to be non-clicky. They all need to work for each other. They need to get on. They need to have each other's backs. And they need to be friends. And they they they, they look like they, they've got each other's back. They look like they gel. They look like a group of mates having the time of their life. That's ben, what sorry. you want. It's like us. I, I, ha- I have to... Sorry, Ben. I, I have to disagree with you on that one. Just going back... It, it's the same video as last year. And we saw what they were like last year. It was the same thing, you know. Mm. They were all jumping and buzzing about and that kind of stuff. You know, no, it, I, I, it's the same thing. So I, 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 in terms of the whole, you know, tight knit, I'm, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But just comparing the two videos, well, nothing's changed. Number one, and number two, you stood the other again, side of the hallway. Yeah. It's a little... <laughs> Next you'll be telling me that Jonah was singing in a different pitch or something like that, and he wasn't. So, I don't know, man. Um, as someone who can't sing half as well as him, I wouldn't know if what pitch he was but singing I, I, in. But it's, I it's, it's easy for that when you're winning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it's not the only example where this, where this has been in the case, but they do seem to get on are on quite quite close and quite I, I, well I, I, near, I, I, which I they didn't at all times last season. I don't think, the, the, especially the video the back end of Morris. The best best video clip, and I don't know if you've seen it, it were the players arriving before the game, and uh, where they were be, being greeted by the lady who sells the programmes. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. And, uh, it, she's having a big hug yet. with Charlie. And he stands in the little kiosk thing shouting, programs, programs, programs for sale. So, you know, he's, yeah, I, I mean, he's well up for it. And he's obviously the whole leader, the whole focus in that dressing room and, and, and the guy that is pulling them together. So, again, for any of you people out there that moan about Charlie on the pitch, just go away. Don't even come to the county. Group. It is definitely Charlie wasn't doing that Charlie last season. Rant, man. <laughs> he's 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 definitely he he seems to be a lot more prominent in the camaraderie and yeah. The, we didn't get that Charlie last season. With his hat. But I think, but uh, no, no, again, like I say, and I I think in terms of saying about the whole character and all that kind of stuff, Sandra said that Sandra Di Michele said that he wants the right Glasgow character. Glasgow Rangers, Sandra right Di Michele. Say again, Glasgow Rangers, Sandra Di Michele. <laughs> yeah, um, but also, uh, but I, and also, I think in terms of Charlie, I, I I don't think he's ever switched off. I think he's always been that Charlie. It's just the Charlie he's shown on the pitch is a little bit different. I think Charlie behind the scenes will always be Charlie Austin behind the scenes. Oh yeah, he's massive Charlie character. Yeah, big, he's massive character. Big, big personality. He he yeah. definitely was disengaged towards the back end of Morris when they fell out. Um, he was moaning when he was getting subbed. He was lots of teapots, hand and pots, standing about the dreadful bring Can we clip that as well, please? It's just, it's just Ben saying Charlie Austin was disengaged from the back end of Jody Morris. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, the thing is, Ben, he got pissed Ooh. off when he got subbed by Flynn the other week. No, no, that's not right. He ran down into the dressing room to get a cold towel because he was hot. And he was back in in the dugout with him celebrating when we scored. Yeah, at, at full time they had a massive old hug. It yeah. was they were celebrating together at full time. Yeah. There was no fallout. No, I'm just I'm j- that's all I'm saying. No, that's, that's all I'm saying. 
All yeah. Rich is saying is it's the same video from a different angle. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, exactly that. And a couple of different It means nothing. As well. <laughs> and yeah, I'm the one. Let's just remember, I'm the cynical one. You are. Yeah, I, I, I just don't, really, I, I don't get me wrong. I think it's funny. I think it's good. But also at the same time, though, it's like, yeah, we've seen it before. I did enjoy like, FBT well, I not did... knowing the lyrics. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And not That's true. Just, they're just clapping along. Anyway. That, you may. I'd rather definitely like that than the one that was under Paul Hart, where it was all clicky and everyone had their own sections, and some people found players didn't hang out with others and Pratton. Leeds contingent at the time. I'm Mm. sure there are many other facets of the Wednesday interview that we could dissect, but I think we've been going for two hours. That that's more than enough for anyone's Friday night. Um, the conversation will, of course, continue across our socials. Um, by all means, if there's anything we haven't covered that you wanted us to, you're more than welcome to tweet us, Facebook us. I would say Instagram us, but I'm not sure how active uh, that one's been of late. So I would stick to Facebook and Twitter for now uh, until we sort our Instagram out. Um, you can DM as well. If there's something you want us to cover on live on an episode, there's questions you want me to put to the guys, you could do that as well. If you see something of interest... That might be a good intro question. I'm always happy to let you uh, to let you guys and girls do the work for me, so that I don't have to do it. Uh, but yeah, anything like that, I'm happy to put to the team as always. Um, please do send them in, and of course, continue to engage and continue the discussion. But for now, uh, we will sign off as we always do. Firstly, by saying. Uh, Rich, Ben, Nick, thank you very, very much for your time this evening. It's been a pleasure as always. See, there's a last few comments coming in the chat as well. Thomas, if I remember correctly, Charlie was also pissed off that he had a goal disallowed. Um, right. Pete's saying uh, Morris tried to make <laughs> Chaz press while well, Chaz was clear that that wasn't his game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so again, Rich, Ben, Nick, thank you very much. Thank you for everyone in the live chat. I've, I've enjoyed your comments. been lots of comments. Uh, thank you for joining in the intro question, uh, as well as your comments throughout the night on Swimtown and all the events off the pitch. Uh, and as we always say, particularly on away games, if you are travelling to the game, be loud, be proud, be safe, uh, but and importantly, bring home the three points. Let's keep this unbeaten run going as long as we possibly can. Thank you for choosing falls rushing on your Friday night. We will see you again on Monday. But until then, from all of us here, good night. Take my